In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Happy Feast of the Theophany. Uh, today we celebrate the Feast of John baptizing the Lord. And we read um, one of the scholars of the church, whose name was Origen, speaks about this event, and he says, The Lord was baptized, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit came down upon him. A voice from the heavens thundered and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am, I am pleased. We should say that heaven was opened at the baptism of Jesus and for the plan of forgiving sins. These are not the sins of him who had committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. The heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit came down for the forgiveness of the whole world's sin. And when we ask this question of what is the significance of this baptism of the Lord, well, he is baptizing to show us and to open the way for us to be also baptized and to receive the forgiveness of sins. Actually, in the early church, the Feast of the Nativity, which is today, has become uh, more popular to attend, <laughs> more well attended than the Feast of the Theophany. The Feast of the Nativity actually was not celebrated originally. It was only the Feast of the Theophany that was celebrated because in this feast, the Lord institutes the sacrament of baptism. And this baptism is what prepares the way for an entire life of salvation in the church and it is through baptism that we attain the forgiveness of sins so it was seen that this feast of the theophany and the baptism of the lord was actually one of the most important feasts in the church because it was through this that we attained salvation maybe the nativity was like the beginning of the process when christ was born but the theophany was the establishment of the means whereby we could be saved so we can briefly go over what are the benefits of this baptism? What is it the scripture says to us about baptism, the importance of it, and what do we benefit from it? The first is we attain liberation. In Romans chapter 6, it says, But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. That we were originally slaves... <coughs> Slaves of sin. Slaves meaning what? With that we are in the control of someone else or something else. We are not free to choose. We are not free to make the, the, the free will choices that we want to make. We are not free to not sin. We are under the bondage of sin and slaves of sin. And yet it is through baptism that the slavery of sin is broken and that we become liberated and free. We are free to pursue God. We are free to refrain from sin. We are free to stop doing what is destructive to ourselves and instead to pursue righteousness and glory. The world has the concept of freedom backwards. In the world, when we speak about freedom, what freedom means is the freedom to sin. That's what, that's what the word freedom means in the world. The freedom to do as I please. And usually to do as I please is something that is uh, you know, oftentimes against the commandments of God. Free. I'm freedom. Give me my freedom. But in the, in the church and in the scripture, the word freedom has a different meaning. It is not the freedom to sin. It is the freedom from the slavery of sin. That the reason that I sin to begin with is because I am under slavery. Because sin is self-destructive. And why do I pursue any type of self-destructive activity? It's because I'm not in control. Someone who is an addict is not in control. And they destroy themselves through their addiction. And even though they acknowledge that this is the case, and they know that they destroy themselves, but they are unable to stop because it's a slavery. So when Christ was baptized, he instituted the baptism, which in us destroys this slavery of sin and allows us to be free to pursue God and to pursue righteousness. The second benefit that we get from baptism is adoption. In Galatians chapter 4, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, that we might receive the adoption as sons. 
And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. It is through baptism that we become adopted as sons and daughters of Christ, which means that we have all of the benefits of God to be our father. We cannot say that God is our father apart from baptism, because it is through baptism that we become the sons and daughters of God the Father. And in this becoming sons and daughters of God the Father, we also become heirs of God the Father. Heirs. Just as Christ is heir, and just as the Father told the Son that he would receive an inheritance and that he would receive all of the kingdom, so also we becoming sons and daughters of God, we also become inheritors. We are, receive the kingdom of heaven just as Christ receives the kingdom of heaven. This is why in the book, in the, in the Gospel of St. John, when, uh, when Christ was speaking to his disciples, he calls them brothers because we are brothers of Christ, just as he is our master, but he also has, has allowed us to become his brothers, that we are inheriting from the Father just as he inherited. The third benefit of baptism is the forgiveness of sins. In Acts chapter 2, we read, Then Peter said to them, Repent. This is when he was preaching uh, immediately after the, the Feast of the Pentecost. He says, uh, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Also, in Acts 22, it says, And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So the forgiveness of sins, the washing, the cleansing, the purification, the renewal, the sanctification, all of this comes from the sacrament of baptism that it is through baptism that any sin that i have committed prior to this day is removed and the original sin which we inherited from adam and eve through their transgression in the garden of eden is also removed that we become clean we become new and those of us who struggle uh in 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 sin and struggle against sin we can always remember that we have been granted this uh this cleansing and this washing through the baptism in the example of when Christ was washing the feet of the disciples and Christ came to wash the feet and St. Peter objected and he said, you will never wash my feet. I do not want you to wash my feet. And then Christ responded and said, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Unless you are washed, unless you are clean, unless you allow me to wash your feet, you have no part with me at all. And so St. Peter in his zeal, he responded and he said, not only my feet, but my entire body and wash my entire body and then christ's response was someone who is bathed only needs to wash their feet and this gives us the um, relationship between the sacrament of baptism and the sacrament of repentance and confession in the sacrament of baptism our whole body is washed it's a we are brand new we are created anew and we are clean this is like in the example of this conversation between christ and peter that christ says what you ha you have been washed right this is our washing but in the course of our daily life we still fall and we still commit sin and we still struggle with sin and it's like we get dirt on ourselves because of the sins that we commit and in this we need to what wash our feet right and this is the sacrament of confession and so in this uh, baptism we are granted a newness of life and we are cleansed from all of our previous sins to live with christ the fourth benefit of baptism is that we receive a new nature in Romans 6, it says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead 
by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So in the baptism, our old self dies. This is why the work of the Holy Spirit in us and through the sacrament of baptism is so important in the spiritual life. Because the Christianity is not just a moral code where we are telling people, live better, live better lives, do make better choices, do good things. Right? Because if I am a slave to sin, then I have no choice in this. If I am an addicted to sin, then I cannot make better choices. It is beyond my ability to make any better choices. And yet in the baptism, this person who is a slave dies and is recreated, a brand new creation. Like God is creating us again. The original creation that God had made is, is corrupted, became corrupted through sin. And so God allows this person to die and the person who comes up out of the waters of baptism is a brand new person, a completely new person. And it's difficult maybe sometimes for us to understand the magnitude of that because we know a person, they go into the waters of baptism and they come out and they look the same and they talk the same and they, in every way they appear the same. But in God's eyes, this person is a new person. This is the glory of this sacrament of baptism. And this is the amazing spiritual work that is done in the waters of baptism. So this is why baptism is necessary. Because if I continue in my previous life, as my, my previous nature, how is it will I break the bonds of sin in my life to overcome them? But in the sacrament of baptism, God gives me a new nature and a new way that I can follow him. The fifth benefit we receive from baptism is unification or unity. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. So it is through baptism that we all become a, a part of the body of Christ. And because each of us is baptized into the body of Christ, then we all become united together. John 17 says that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. So it is in the water of baptism that we become members of the church, which is the body of Christ, and it is in this unification in the body of Christ that we have peace with one another, and we have reconciliation with God. And, and, and all of this organism, this is why we, we don't consider the church to be an organization, but an organism. We consider the church to be a living being, and it is the body of Christ, and that we attached to Christ together become whole and one and united together. So when we speak about having peace with one another, about forgiving one another, being kind to one another, all of this is in the context of that we are part of one body. When the body begins to actually attack itself, this is cancer. You know, when you have in like in a, in, in like a, in a human body, you have all these diseases where the body is attacking itself. And it is through this that people become very ill and die. And imagine if even in the church that we have the same thing happening where the church members are fighting and warring with each other. This is against the, 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 the function of the baptism that we all receive to enter into the church. We entered into the church unified as one body and we are one with God through baptism. The last point that I want to mention as the benefit of baptism is salvation. In 1 Peter 3, it says, There is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, the sign that people had to do in order to be considered among the people of God was circumcision. 
and it is through circumcision that was necessary to be among the assembly of God this was a physical sign that, that of something dying that something would be cut off from a person it is through this cutting off and the dying of a part of a person that someone will be offering a sacrifice and saying I want to be among the people of God and I am allowing myself to go through this the antitype or the, the what, what, that's, what that symbolizes, what the circumcision symbolizes in the New Testament is baptism. Because in baptism we are dying and we are sacrificing ourselves for the sake of God. And it is through this baptism that we have salvation. In Mark 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Baptism is necessary. It's a necessary doorway. And as we read in the Synexarian today, that it is the greatest of the uh, one of the greatest of the sacraments because it is through this sacrament that we have access to all the other sacraments all the other life-giving sacraments we have access to it through baptism and that is why baptism is so important and that is why god said that we must be baptized in order to be saved baptism is not simply a symbol it's not something that we do so we can have a party afterward and say look i was baptized or to feel good about ourselves baptism is dying and resurrecting with the lord baptism is necessary for our salvation so in conclusion we mention six points the first one is baptism grants us liberation freedom from the slavery of sin from the addiction of sin and grants us the power and the ability to live freely to choose god instead of choosing sin the second benefit is adoption that it is through baptism that we become the sons and daughters of god that we are no longer servants we are no longer slaves we are no longer foreigners but god accepts us to be his own children in the waters of baptism and we receive the same inheritance we receive the same inheritance as the natural children we say they receive the same inheritance as christ himself receives from the father the third benefit of baptism is that we receive the forgiveness of sins that is in this sacrament that all of my life's mistakes and sins and failures are completely erased and removed and I start again. The fourth benefit of baptism is that I receive a new nature, that not only are my sins forgiven, but that I myself become a new person. This is why in baptism, actually, we give people a new name, because they are a new person, something completely new. The fifth benefit is unity, that it is through baptism that I become united with God, one with Him, and subsequently also one with all of the other believers in the church, because we are the body of Christ. Finally, the last benefit of baptism is salvation. We, we receive the forgiveness of our sins and ultimately entrance into pa the paradise of joy through the baptism that we have received. So may God grant us to always remember the importance of this feast of the Theophany and also of the sacrament of baptism, which we sometimes unfortunately begin to take for granted because we see it happening so often. And maybe with our physical senses, all it looks like is somebody going into water and coming back out. And yet in the eyes of God, this person is a new creation and they begin a whole new life with God from that moment. Glory be to God forever. Amen.